Previously on that Cthulhu John. You said a uh, an autopsy report? Gosh, I uh, wonder if, if it'd be anything different from what they had in the papers. I feel like we should call Thompson. Would you bring that phone over here? Welcome. I'll get that report for you. In the autopsy report, says both ventricles and heart ruptured. No signs of foreign body entry. Toxology report clean. Both eyes with subconjunctival hemorrhage. It concluded to be a massive heart attack. Do I know enough about medicine to know if if that's anything other than a massive heart attack? If you grabbed a heart and squeezed it, that would be the only way that both ventricles would burst. Hello, thanks for joining us for That Cthulhu John, episode 41. We are a real play called Cthulhu Podcast. I am George, your keeper of arcane lore. And with me are my friends and investigators, Chad. Hey, guys. Chuck. I'm the keeper of arcane drawers. Underwears. Hey, Jenny. (laughs) Hi. So, guys, when we last left off, Walter was still at work. Lenny and Heather were back or headed back to the hotel and it was about seven o'clock when they got back to the hotel. What do you guys want to do from the hotel right now? Um, I suppose we're just kind of speculating at this point and discussing possible next moves. I suppose eating as well. Okay. Um, I think Heather needs to contact that woman again, see what we can find out what she may have translated. Okay. You think I should do it before Walter gets back without like No, cuz uh, I don't wait, I don't remember. Did, did you guys meet in person or was it over the phone? Just over the phone. Yeah. I maybe it might be a good idea for you two to go and meet up with her. The phone's so impersonal. And if there's weird shit going on, I don't know what kind of spells might be able to tap wiretap phones, you know, without a trace. Oh, but they can't do it in person. <laughs> You don't want to talk to her well, on the phone yeah. because you could get a spell put on you. So go see her in person. Knew it. They're at that seedy motel that all of them go to. You're one of them. You're trying to get us. Well, just in case. Yeah, I don't want to go with you. It's just if she's a snake lady. Um, all right. So do you guys just want to wait until Walter comes back? Yeah, I guess so. It's not much we can do. Walter, your shift wraps up. I guess you head back to the hotel room? Uh, yeah, I think so. Um, is there anything eventful at work today? Not much happened, no. All right, then, yeah. I guess I'd probably roll that about as early as I could and head on back, see uh, how Heather's uh, call to uh, Dr. McLeod went. Okay. So you head back, you get to the hotel room. You see that they've already ordered some food there and got some ready for you there as well there, Walter. And I did call you already and told you how it went. I called you at work. 
Okay, so you can talk in person now if you'd like. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, there's got to be some things we're going to have to follow up. I don't want to. I'm... <laughs> It already happened. Can we talk about something else for once? So you guys see cheers. Oh my god. You can now call Raquel uh, McLeod if you want. Yeah, so uh, uh, Walter, we were, we were uh, discussing the possibility that uh, if uh, one of these other Mages 5 guys were uh, involved in the death of Raymond Tooley here, and I hand him the autopsy report in the folder or whatever. You know, uh, maybe something she translated uh, sounds like what could have did this to a man, you know? Uh, if someone has the, the ability to make a heart burst. Yeah, we could certainly start there. But I don't know, uh, you know, a phone call late at night, I feel like there's a lot for her to tell us. Well, uh, maybe we could use the night to pour through the fourth book and uh, perhaps by morning we'd have something a little more concrete. Maybe I could uh, give her a call and try to set something up for the morning or maybe just uh, give her a call in the morning and see if she has some availability. Perhaps your assistant should call. But uh, I do think you should go with her to see her, you know, put some uh, FaceTime in. Getting good with this with this woman, as hard as that might be, because uh, she seems to uh, have a lot more info, or at least have a lot of everyone's info, more than you're going to get by yourself. She seems a lot more trustworthy than the other guys in your group, too. Maybe to you. I heard that phone conversation, you know, where <laughs> she seems to, uh, you know, have a bit of a bond with you or something. Hopefully that helps. I could go with you. Well, if what you said is right, if you showed her this uh, death certificate and, you know, confirmed her suspicions, I mean, maybe we could lead with that, see if there was something she translated that they used directly, or... Yeah, hang on to it if you want. Mm-hmm. What if, uh, what if Brightly or one of the others is involved with uh, the, these people that had the flower that you know? And he looks to you, Lenny. Yeah, I mean, it's a little, it's kind of a little weird. I'm not sure. It's got to be connected, though. You know, if these things are that rare, if these things don't exist, but there's some in, in Thule's books, and uh, there was one sitting on the shelf in my boss's office. Wait, your boss attacked you? Uh, you know, there was a flower in his office, is all I said, but, uh, yeah, I don't know if there's any point in holding back at this point. I ain't no right, though. <laughs> well, uh, yeah, I'll I'll forget that I heard that, but it just caught me by surprise. Yeah, let's just say Europhidians took over gangsters. Let's just say that, all right? That's, that's enough. It's not good. Whoa. It's a lot of power for uh, a non-human creature to be running around with. Not that I believe in snake people or nothing. <laughs> Of course, of course. <laughs> no, not course that, I but I mean... I don't know what I saw. What do you think? Could Brightly have ties to the mob or something? I mean, uh, you know... Sometimes you know a guy that knows a guy. Maybe they got him some rare flower or vice versa? I mean, I don't know what the ties might be, but... Maybe uh, he did some work with him. 
you know, uh, put in an order. I don't know. But it seems a little too rare for, you know, this purple juice, purple flowers to be showing up all over Philadelphia. That nobody knows about. Yeah, and I mean, the fact that they're snake people and your man has like a hard-on for these snake people, <laughs> it's all connected. I just can't figure out how. Yeah, I guess that part does make sense. He kind of sits back in his chair and takes a few bites of uh, whatever kind of food you get here. I'm kind of confused about, like, why did they already have a ceremony that she was talking about, Walter? Like, she's saying they had one without her. It's acid. And did they bring them on? And that's why they're lying about it? And denying everything you say? I hadn't considered that. Maybe the ritual or whatever they did uh, woke the Ophidians in the first place, but that still doesn't really explain the uh, the orchid. He finishes up his food and goes to wash his hands in the bathroom. So I'm going to look through this book, see if I can find anything. Maybe, uh, maybe these orchids are common wherever, wherever these dudes are allegedly supposed to be sleeping. Maybe they brought one with them. It's a thought, but uh, you got to find out whatever that ritual was for. Uh, you know, a ritual to what effect? Right. Walter, do you start going through book number four? After I wash and dry my hands, I do, sure. Right, yeah. You're trying to get no stains on it. I'm going to take a bath and have my leg on the edge of the tub. Okay. Up out the water. <laughs> try to wash my, myself with a rag on a stick. <laughs> So, Walter, you're going through this uh, text in this book. You, are you starting from the beginning of it or paging through it or what? Um, I don't know. I guess maybe at first uh, just kind of thumbing through it. If there's any, like, notes that seem particularly extensive or, like, you know, I don't know, a paragraph or more. See if there's anything that looks meaty. Okay. Is the hotel, like, one room? One room and a bathroom, maybe? Might imagine so. There's always uh, Yuki as well. I don't think she's going to give up any info on whether or not she had sold a flower, but I don't know. We could always go down there and try to swipe her records or some shit. Eh, it's all the way down in Delaware, though, and uh, it's an expensive flower. Maybe we could call and say that we have one and how much is it worth to her, even though we don't. See if she remembers it then. You could try. I'm a pretty good liar, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, maybe I'll use an accent. Uh, you know what? Maybe you shouldn't. <laughs> I was just kidding. Well, I mean, give it a shot. Like, what, what is it going to sound like? What are you going to go with? You know, what, you, what is the most, like, trustworthy, believable accent that you could think of? <laughs> Hello. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, no. Have you seen this flower? I have one. I think I nailed it, guys. Good, good Probably, right? Probably uh, stick with that Philly accent instead. <laughs> so, Walter, as you are paging through this book, you see some diagram of some sort in the margin of one of the pages. Well, that certainly sounds interesting. It looks like a little sketch of something. Whatever it is, uh, looks kind of insect-like. It has... Uh, what do you call that when the when the knees bend backwards on your legs? 
like hyper mobile. Like reverse joints. Yeah, yeah, like oh, backwards legs. Backward knees. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> and uh, got really long arms, shorter legs with those backwards knees. Has weird protrusions coming off of it. There are lines pointing to it. Uh, certain different parts saying, uh, you know, arms and uh, points to the head, and it says specifically eyeless. And then there's a diagram that pointing there. It says difficult to tell which is anterior and which is posterior. Huh. Um, it's a butthead. Yeah, what's that mean? <laughs> it's a butthead. <laughs> and it has a. Uh, it pays special attention to its hand. Uh, which has what looks like two thumbs and three fingers. Two thumbs on each end. And three fingers in the middle. That's pretty wild. Um, does it give any idea of what this thing is called? I mean, is this uh, similar to the Ophidians, or is this something totally different? Uh, it says that whatever it is can go between dimensions, and what he calls it, then, is a dimensional shambler. Ooh, I wonder. This is uh, this must be what the uh, what the others have talked about in the ritual, or I mean, could be. Uh, he said they were that we were gonna summon something. That was the part that kind of freaked me out. And uh, yeah, this looks pretty freaky. You guys are scaring me. I'm not, because I know what that is. I know how awful that is. I know how completely terrible that is. Okay. What, a dimensional mm. shambler? No, Lenny has no idea what a shambler is. Can't even walk right, shambling. Oh, wait, <laughs> that's me. I'm a terrestrial shambler. Um, but yeah, no, that sounds terrible. What about the pages like before and after? Anything related to this uh terrible dimensional shambler looking monstrosity the butthead well a lot of what you see in there is more of the highlighted text There's a couple of weird symbols that are drawn in the side but it doesn't give any explanation as to what the symbols are okay hmm this could be something to ask mcleod about and again, there's more lines to plot in this book. Ah, uh, yes. I think we should just call her now. Set up an appointment. If she doesn't answer, she doesn't answer. Do you have her home number? I don't know. Because it'd be after 8 or 9 or so, right? It's like, it's like 8.30, maybe 9 now. And maybe she's still there. Or maybe the rest of those dudes killed her. Whoa. We don't know. Whoa. That's true. Damn. <laughs> Terrible stuff's happening every every minute. Yeah, nobody's safe. Much weirder things have happened. <laughs> well, I mean, if nothing else, we could leave her a message if she's not there and uh, let her know that we hope to meet with her tomorrow. She's available. He shrugs. Where Where does she work? Is that also Penn? Does everybody yeah, just work at Penn? She's also a Penn professor. Okay. I slide her business card down on the table next to the book. The opposite direction, so it faces Heather. I say, this is our gal here. So, the phone rings a couple times. 
and then an answering machine picks up and it goes hi you've reached dr raquel mcclough and then you hear something fumble and you hear yeah hello hello oh good because i didn't know what i was going to say on your answering machine that i felt comfortable saying it's heather says heather heather uh walter's assistant walter's assistant right yeah so we just talked earlier today what uh what else can i help you out with um, I'm, I know it's late. I'm sorry to bother you, but... Oh, I was just marking some papers, just burning the midnight oil. We, we were able to get that autopsy. No kidding. What did it say? Um, I was wondering if, if there's any chance Walter and I could meet with you. I'm not really comfortable saying it over the phone. He says, okay, uh, I kind of understand that, but, uh, where would you like to meet? In my office? Um... Will the other guys in your club, like, do you see them often? Is there a chance they will see us going to you? I try to avoid them as much as I can, honestly. Okay, as long as they're not going to be, like, coming in your office or pass us in the hallway. I just, I don't know them, but I don't trust them. They only ever come to me when they need something translated. Okay, and I just uh, ask Walter hold the phone and just say like when works for you tomorrow she said we can go walter (laughs) well that's great news um i I guess sometime earlier than noon um depending on uh, how much time she has maybe 10 30 11 shrugs so you tell her that and she goes well uh, i get into my office at eight my first class is at 10 so if you can come anytime between then that's even better. Okay, I we could be there early. Okay, well, I'll see you tomorrow morning then. Thank you so much. She says, yeah, I got some more papers to grade here. Hopefully I'm done so I can be there early tomorrow. Good luck. <laughs> she says thanks and uh, hangs up with you. And uh, what are you guys doing for the rest of tonight? Are you just going to... Go to sleep. Good work, Heather. Thanks, <laughs> yeah. guys. Yeah, I'm uh, pretty good. probably already laying out, elevating the yes. leg. Probably got a few hours of plotting in my future. So how late are you trying to stay up doing that? Probably till like midnight. I'm going to bed. Heather's not used to waking up early. Right. I'd probably crash a little early. Okay. And Walter, how late are you staying up looking through these books? Probably till like midnight, at least. So you stay up till midnight and uh, you start plotting these lines like you have been. But then there's certain letters that start coming up that don't seem to make lines. At least not the way that the other ones did. Uh, He stops a moment and kind of examines the information that's near some of these uh, strange letters. See if there's anything you can pick up on maybe. Okay. So, you start reading through this. It's weird. He looks around. You guys both passed out at this point. He's just by himself, nerding out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Guys, this is fascinating. I, uh, oh. <laughs> I mean, you can wake me up if you're really excited. <laughs> okay, so... What do you do with these weird extra letters that are highlighted here, Walter? 
well, I mean, my first thought would be to check the nearby pages and see if there's anything that might reference them or maybe uh, make some separate notes, see if there's any part of a code or anything like that going on. So, Walter, you start just writing out the letters as they appear in order, in a row. How's that look? Make any words? or? And you start to realize, wait a minute, this is Latin. One of my favorite secondary specialities. It's just that uh, it doesn't have any spaces there, but it's all, it's all there. Does it form words or sentences if I break it up a little more carefully? Uh, it looks like it does. Ooh, well then I'm just going to have to start over and see if I can break it into individual words. Okay. So you start doing that, breaking it into words, writing those down. It's approaching midnight now, though. Are you going to stay up later? Well, I mean, I'm going to have to at this point. I'm just getting to the good stuff. <laughs> okay. So as you go through the Latin words here, it looks like it describes some type of a circle that you can draw. It refers to itself as the Elder Geometry. Hmm. Interesting. I mean, he likes math, but I mean, he's not any expert or anything. Are there any examples of this uh, geometry, or is it just referencing the fact that it uh, exists, I guess? Uh, It mentions something about uh, drawing a geometric diagram on the ground. It doesn't mention exactly how the diagram is shown or drawn and something about a summoned being might attempt to cross the barrier. It will help to stop them from crossing over within this circle. Jeez. So it talks about summoning something from beyond and it would be trapped inside this circle. Uh, Probably. It's basically (laughs) hasn't been exactly tested out yet, it seems. Let's try it. (laughs) Um, Well, yeah, gosh, I would think that uh, between each line that he plots and then this further bit of information here, he's getting more and more worried the more he finds out about this. Not that he knows what a dimensional shambler is, but he's sticking with his original gut instinct here that it's some bad news. Now further compounded by what he just read. Assuming this elder geometry talks about uh, imprisoning this dimensional shambler. Could be, could be. He looks around just like, man, I, I can't believe... Nobody's reading this with me or just... uh. (laughs) Everyone's asleep. (laughs) And, you know, with that, he probably takes a cue and uh, gets under some covers, tries to get some sleep. You finally crash there, Walter, after having a rather exciting... Well, at least exciting to you, Revelation. It's fascinating to him. If only he had someone to share it with. Oh, Millie. Oh, <laughs> oh, Millie. So tomorrow morning, 
taking a hit point back. Yeah, everyone gets a hit point back. Nice. Oh, wait. Before that happens... Christ. Uh, Heather. Yeah. You have another dream where you are a mermaid again. Yes. Swimming <laughs> through the ocean. You got little puffer fish friends. You can, like, play ball with them with a dolphin. Oh, my God. <laughs> but then all of a sudden you feel something underneath you and it pulls you up and out of the water and you get pulled onto a ship you get hauled up onto the ship by a dark figure he opens up the net and points towards the bow of the ship at the bow of the ship you see what looks like some sort of large pile of rags all of it yellow the yellow rags start to fall away and then you see Professor Bradshaw standing there. He turns to you, Heather, and goes, Well, guess you better wake up then. And his face turns into a weird tentacle and starts to come at you, and you wake up in a sweat. Oh, Freddy Kruegered me. Oh, man. Super creepy. You have that little nightmare, and you wake up. Uh, you can still get a hit point if you're down any hit points. I'm not. Just mentally. Um, <laughs> what time is this? Like if I look at that little glowing radio alarm clock. You guys managed to get up at seven in the morning now. Well, you that's when you that's when you wake up in a sweat there, Heather. Okay, yeah, I'm like waking everybody up. I think I would have been up already. Okay. Yeah, Lenny, you're used to waking up early. Yeah, I'm probably sitting there drinking vending machine coffee already. Oh, then I immediately start telling you my dream, which because I know you'd want to hear it. Handwrite cups. First thing in the morning. It's warm. It's not. It's not very hot. It's just sitting there for a little bit. Uh, yeah, that's kind of crazy. I don't. Uh, I don't envy your dreams. I know, but he's like, I could feel it. Yeah, it's it's a very realistic feeling dream. I, I don't know. What if he's in my head? He was in Ginger's head, and he was in everybody in the. Yeah, but you said he uh, absolved you of the 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 mojo. I know. The, I haven't the seen the, the shape, but I, I just. Well, yeah, we read in the book. You know, you need the mark. You need the shape to get the puppet. Just keep your eyes on my eyes. Just make sure they don't <laughs> turn yellow. Kind of like look. Are they yellow at all? <laughs> no, you don't see any yellow <sighs> discoloration of the eyes. No, it looks like you got all your vitamins. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, and then I chug cold coffee or whatever because I don't. No, I never want to sleep. <laughs> so Heather and Walter, do you uh, head over to? Well, Walter, are you awake yet? Question mark. I would probably wake up. It's we'd wake up by seven, I think. Yeah, I'd probably get up. Yeah, I figured it'd be kind of tough to sleep through that in such a small room. Mm-hmm. I hand you a tiny warm cup of coffee, black, nothing in it. Delightful. So you guys have your morning coffee, and uh, do you wind up going to uh, University of Pennsylvania again? Uh, yeah, I'll try to get there by like nine yeah. at the latest. Hey, uh, Heather, before you guys uh, take off, um, you mind if I have the keys to uh, Ginger's car? No, I don't care. <laughs> Excellent. I want to say I put my smartest outfit on too like whatever i think look like it could be someone's assistant okay if i have any type of button down shirt 
and I like uh, carry a pen and a book. You have what you wore to the funeral. Perfect. Nailed it. <laughs> All right, so you get dressed up as an assistant and you guys head over there? Uh, before we do that, though, uh, Walter takes out his wallet mm-hmm. and uh, he breaks Heather out with a hundred bucks. He says, uh, "This is hopefully, you know, just just the beginning of a, a lucrative friendship and business partnership." This is uh, thanks for all your great work so far. Thanks, Walter. Is it like a hundred dollar bill? I was thinking more like five twenties. He's not like yeah, <laughs> he's not that kind of baller. All right. Okay. He's not balling that quite hard. <laughs> she was going to make that noise with it that makes like a sound. That's a... <laughs> like... <laughs> Check it nice. out. All right, so you guys head to the linguistics department over at the University of Pennsylvania. You arrive there. Oh, what's going on? I was going to ask Lenny if he takes the car, if any of his people that he's still friendly with, if he wants to like change the license plate, if that's a thing. I don't know. Maybe that's a good idea. So we're not getting pulled over. Or don't. I don't care. Let's just, let's light it on fire. I don't know. Uh, You've been hanging out with too many gangsters. I don't know. I mean, uh, it wasn't too many movies. I don't know what you mean. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I suppose I could steal one if you want, but I don't think we really need to. I mean, maybe we shouldn't hang on to it for too long, but. Okay. I mean, you want me to go by and check on her or? Oh, I don't, I don't think you should. No, she already had you once. I don't think uh, we should go anywhere near that girl. With a knife covered in olive oil. Nah, I had her. I had her beat the whole time. Uh. She couldn't. <laughs> what What did you want to do before you head over to the linguistics department there, Heather? That was it. We're not gonna do it. I was okay. just gonna. I was just asking Lenny if it was a good idea because I think that I'm one quarter percent mobster now because Lenny is my friend so I think all the movies are true yeah I got connections I think that that's how it works because in my head Lenny is like the big boss and he could just do whatever he wants Christ (laughs) (laughs) he said too much that's funny you're gonna get yourself in trouble well maybe you ever told me anything about your job I would know what you actually do. I just drive, all right? Hey, uh, we we probably shouldn't mention anything about what Lenny does. I know that. Maybe we should reference that there could be some mobsters involved. Not even 24 hours since I say something about it. I let it slip and it's these (laughs) guys are just telling everybody. (laughs) Maybe we just say they're important people. We don't have to say that they're, like, connected. We could just be like, they have important jobs. <laughs> it's the president of the United States of America. So you guys get to the University of Pennsylvania. You're directed to the linguistics department. You see at the end of the hallway a door that says, on as a plaque on there, Dr. Raquel McLeod. Prestigious. Oh, I knock on the door. Knock on the door and just hear, come in. I'll go in. I open the door for you. Try to be a gentleman. Ah, good move, Walter. Walter, give me a charm roll. Oh, shit. With a bonus die, because you're doing this for Heather. I like this idea. 
Nah, no good. A little high. Uh, okay. So, Walter, you hold the door for Heather. Heather, you walk in, and you see her kind of roll her eyes oh. a little bit. <laughs> and she goes, yeah, what can I help you with? Well, uh, good morning. Uh, so I have, I guess that Walter has the obituary. Yeah. It's um autopsy report. It's not an obituary. Oh, I keep saying that. No. <laughs> She's going to fire me. Um. So you said you had the autopsy report? Yeah, I do. And it's really strange. I mean, I'm sure you're much more learned than me, but it doesn't seem like a normal heart attack. Okay. So you hand it to her and she goes, huh? No, that doesn't sound like a normal heart attack, does it? What exactly did you translate for the other guys? She takes a deep breath, lets it out. And she says, well, I will say a lot of it kind of turned out to be what sounded like odd malarkey. However, Brightly seemed to be over the moon about it. I couldn't make heads or tails out of it except for translating it directly. Hmm. For some of these translations that I made, a lot of it turned out to be gibberish in different languages. However, Brightly seemed to be very excited about these weird conclusions that I came to. Did it hmm. seem like he knew what they meant? You know, it almost seemed like he did. I'm telling you, these guys know so much more than they're saying. They just can't translate it. She goes, well, you know, I kind of had that suspicion myself. After all, they did do that first ritual without me. I was curious about that. Like, why would they do that? Well, I translated some ancient Sanskrit that spoke of the Ophidians and the Black Lotus. How they got their hands on the Black Lotus, I have no idea. They said not to worry about it. But using a combination of the Black Lotus and LSD, Willis Freeman found that this combination could cause the correct patterns of electricity and chemicals in the brain to tap into something else, something outside of what normal men know, or normal people, I should say. Hmm. Well, yeah, that definitely makes sense with everything we found out so far, but something you said uh, kind of reminded me of our friend. You said they told you not to worry about where they got the Black Lotus from? Yeah, they said that they got one. I never even got to see the thing. <sighs> There's got to be some kind of connection there. Didn't he tell you that he never heard of it, Walter? Like he's never seen one? Oh, did he tell you that? Well, Freeman did seem pretty surprised. I mean, I gave him a sample of... Uh, Something that my friend said he was... Freeman! Freeman was surprised. Well, he seems surprised. Says he's the one who did all of the chemistry behind it, the biochemistry. Son of a... They've been playing me for a fool this whole time? Says, wait, how much did they tell you about the ritual that we're doing at the end of the month? Barely anything. I mean, I thought I found some things that went along with what they told me in uh, the fourth volume, but uh, I don't know. I mean, it just everything I've been told is kind of worrisome. What do you know? She says, well, I guess they never told you about the sacrifice you're going to have to make. Oh, why was I afraid of that? 
Could you be a little more specific? Walter, considering that this is possibly world-ending stuff, each of the Mages Five are going to give up 10 years of their life to perform this ritual. What? This keeps getting worse and worse. He face palms, shakes his head. You have to understand the only reason I'm still with this group of dinosaurs is to help save the world. I just hope that it's not coming to an end sooner sooner than we could possibly stop it. Just give him the first 10 years. You don't need those. How old is the <laughs> oldest member? He's going to be dead soon. I mean, can they all afford to lose 10 years? And how do they lose 10 years? Like, they fast-forward time? Like, I don't... Everything comes with a price. So she says to you um, that it drains so much energy from you that it actually shaves years off of you. Oh, God. And the oldest member of the Mages Five is Tom, and he's coming in at 70 now. Jeez. What if they die? Their energy goes into it. Into what? Into the spell. Oh my god, Walter, you can't... Like, why do they need... He kind of sits down with a thud. Sits back in his chair. Mm -hmm. Looking a little disgruntled. She goes, they didn't tell you too much, did they? They didn't tell you shit, Walter. No, no, they didn't. She might like that she speaks very plainly to Walter, you know? They're, they're very buddy-buddy. <laughs> they're obviously besti besties. Mm -hmm. He didn't say, shut up, woman. I just want you to know what you're getting into. Walter, did you tell Lenny and I about the spells, or like the stuff you found in the fourth book this morning? Uh, yeah, he probably didn't. I say, uh... Okay. Did you bring any books with you? Yeah, he's been schlepping around all four of them. Maybe, uh, could I share something with you uh, that I came across last night? Maybe you could confirm some of my other terrible suspicions. <sighs> he says frustratedly as he pulls out the fourth volume and goes back to the bit about the Dimensional Shambler. He's like, uh, some of this, uh, what to expect in the um, ritual? This bit mentions a uh, summoned being. Says, yeah. And then he flips to the other part about the geometry. And she says to you, well, according to the expertise they all put together, each of us has one of the cubes that we're plotting out. Hmm. When we plot them all out, the dimensional shambler will take them, arrange them into a hypercube, and then rearrange it back into a map that we can view as humans. Oh, this is getting real goonies. Is the dimensional <laughs> shambler the creature that they're talking about, or is it the geometrical shape? Since the dimensional shambler is the creature, a creature from beyond our reality. And he flips the to the page that had the, the sketch. So that's why they have a trap for it. I couldn't figure that out. What they needed it for. Why trap it, right? Apparently to make a friggin' sweet map. <laughs> so, Walter, what do you say to all this? Are you just dumbfounded? A little bit of that, but 
he's like, you know, the one thing I, I still just don't get really is the, the whole orchid thing. I mean, do, do you think there's any chance? Uh, well, no, I guess they've already deceived me. So there's definitely a chance they're not what they say they are. But did anything you came across? This is kind of outside the box, no pun intended. But did anything you came across... Um, mention a way to identify the Ophidians? I mean, if they can shapeshift and look like us, I mean, is there a chance that one of us could be? That's why they're playing us? I don't know. That's crazy, right? He looks to you both. Just put on the glasses. (laughs) They live. I came here to do two things. (laughs) Go on. I'm done. <laughs> no, I mean, that was pretty much all Walter had to say. He's just kind of brainstorming out loud. Well, she leans back and says, Walter, I hope I illuminated some things for you today. If you want out, now's the time to do it. Did she? Did she answer? You skipped over that question because I did a thing about they left. <laughs> What was the question? About Can whether you identify? Or not, the, is there any way to... Yeah, if there was any means to identify the Ophidians with their, their shape-shifting abilities. She says, if there is, I haven't come across it. Yeah, that's what I was afraid of. Hmm. Did you come across any weaknesses that the Ophidians might have in your books? She says that they seem to be weak to cold. Just like a regular snake would be, I guess. Hmm. Okay. Can identify them from their jackets. If somebody got poisoned by them, is there anything in your books that you translate it that has like a cure, any kind of remedy for it? Or an anti-venom? She says to you, since the venom from them hasn't been extracted, we wouldn't be able to make an anti-venom. Unless, of course, you could extract some from one, but I don't know. Your friend said he saw them. Do you think in any way he could somehow get it out of them? That's if you really wanted an anti-venom, but I wouldn't take one of these things on. No, no. Well, even if we did... No. Gonna have to. I know, shut up. Given everything we've talked about, I mean... I know your reasons for doing this, but do you trust the others? Well, I trust them about as much as I can throw them, but they need me. I have that leverage over them. I mean, who's to say that they didn't bring them here with their spell? That's kind of what I'm afraid of. Whatever ritual they performed. Something woke them up. She says, that's a really worrisome idea. Nobody else knows anything about any of this. and You guys have the books. I don't know. They seem a little to deny it way too quickly whenever Walter tried to bring it up that they were here. And she says, speaking of the books, Walter, the other day when I was talking to you on the phone, how many books did you say you had? Uh, 14? Thinks about it for a moment. She says, each of us have 15 books, Walter. Oh, no. And that's where we're going to end the episode. (gasps) That's...
What number was it? Was it number one? Is number so one missing? He has the first 14. There's 64 altogether, right? Or how many? Yeah, okay. Oh, that's okay. I mean, I got the table of context, so. 80. Oh, there's 80, okay. But to you? Maybe you don't. Seems out of context. But a bow. My character wouldn't know, but. Are they numbered? Is there a Dewey Decimal System? Involved with these books, these 80 books. They're Roman numerals. That'd be under religion, like 00 to 99? Um, science fiction. Sounds like a D100 roll. No? No, it's probably true. History. History. Yeah. History. Okay, hold on. I gotta make a note. Yeah. Yeah, really good at notes. Definitely. Yeah. <laughs> I just drew a hand with two thumbs and three fingers. That's like all. <laughs> it looks like I'm really busy. And I'm just drawing a weird cartoon hand. (laughs) (laughs) Guys, before we go, let's thank our listeners first off. Thanks, everybody. Thanks, everyone, just for listening. Uh, Hope you're enjoying the show. Yeah. Thanks for all the awesome comments you've left us lately. Yeah. Thanks for listening. Keep on listening. Let's thank our Patreon supporters. Uh, We got Anthony Stanley. Thanks, Anthony. Thanks, Ant. Thank you. We also have Andrew Fletcher. Thank you. My Thank man, you. Andrew Fletcher. Thanks, sir. Anne-Marie Callahan. Thanks again. Woo-hoo. Thanks, Anne-Marie. <laughs> Regis Philbin. Danke. <laughs> oh, man. The legendary. And, of course, Tom Winklespeck. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Thanks to you guys for donating. You guys are the best. And everyone just remember that sanity is overrated. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> The case of the missing library book. <laughs> Nancy Drew, I'm on the case, guys. So he got stuck with like the less half. You know, it happens. Hey, this is George. Just a quick reminder to like, follow, and review us if you like what you're hearing. And if you want to support us and make our show better, head on over to our Patreon. You can always email us at contact at thatcthulujohn.com with any comments. And you can follow us on Instagram at thatcthulujohn.